and you talk about black women, hey, you know, we haven't had it uh, this bad in a long, long time. And you talk about police violence, police crimes, there is a proliferation of police assaults on the black community all over the country. You talk about, yeah, talk about the Ku Klux Klan that they showed you in Roots. See, I'm saying this because I think that I want to just interrupt my presentation for a second and say that we cannot succumb to the notion of history that prevails in this country. And one of the reasons now I think that we're beginning to see a lot of black history is because they want that to be black history and just history, the past. Now like the American Revolution, you know, I mean, what is the American Revolution today? You talk about revolution today, you know, I'm a communist. And I talk about revolution and people uh, say that, uh, you know, I mean, that's some mad, raving uh, maniac. But what about the American Revolution? This country was founded in revolution, but it has become history buried dead in the past. And that's what they're trying to do with us. I mean, I think that's why they had that Martin Luther King show on TV, too. Because that's supposed to be in the past, you know, the struggles, the difficulties. Okay. You know, there are probably more political prisoners in this country than at the time when I was in jail, when people knew about political prisoners, when you knew about Huey Newton and Bobby Seale and Erica Huggins and the LA 18 and the New York 21 and the San Quentin 6 and the Soledad Brothers. So who do you know about today? And he can say, you know, hey, uh, we respect human rights in our country after all. Look at who we have in the United Nations. None other than Andrew Young. Not only a black man, but a black man who was involved in the, in the civil rights movement. Uh, one of the main figures in the civil rights movement of the um, 50s, early 60s. And, you know, Andrew Young is, uh, I, don't, I don't have any problems with Andrew Young as a person, but what I'm concerned about is the way in which his presence in the UN is being utilized in order to justify a foreign policy which is basically designed to prevent the liberation struggles from unfolding in various countries of the third world and a policy which is designed to keep us uh, as subjugated as possible here at home. Because you remember when Daniel Moynihan was in the uh, UN, hey, nowhere in the world he could set foot on the continent of Africa unless he went to visit Forster, you know, or Ian Smith in you know, South Africa or Rhodesia. Nowhere in the world are places like that. 
But then you see that the fact that there is an Andrew Young in the UN relief who can go to meet with all of the heads of state in, in Africa relieves Carter of the responsibility of having to deal with the violation of human rights at home and the violation of human rights in places like South Africa. I don't ever hear him talking about all of us political prisoners on Robben Island in South Africa. I don't ever hear him talking about Nelson Mandela. Or I didn't hear him talk about the fact that Winnie Mandela just got, she's been arrested, I don't know how many times, she just got rearrested a couple of days ago. He doesn't protest that, you know. He focuses all of his uh, attacks on socialist countries. So that we begin to, so you mentioned, you know, it's funny, you mentioned political repression in this country. And what does that automatically evoke? Are so respected in this country, I want to know how come we have to pay so much just to go to the doctor or go to the hospital. That's, that's a human right. And then I read these stories about black women who don't have the, the entrance fee to get into a hospital who end up delivering their babies on the hospital steps or in the parking lot or in the ambulance assisted only by an ambulance attendant. Hey, you know, that's a violation of, a gross violation of human rights. You know, the med medical care in this country ought to be free. He talks about socialist countries. Hey, you know, if you go to a socialist country and, and, and you talk about paying to, you know, uh, hey, don't talk about that too. <laughs> but you know, you talk about paying for, to be treated. That's, isn't, that, isn't it supposed to be a human right to, to be able to live in health? But why do we have to, I mean, if we need an operation and can't come up with the money, why do we have to die? And the masses of people in chains. Because why is it that, that, that uh, Rockefeller has all those millions and millions of dollars? You, you, you give me one example of some real work that he's done. When, when did he ever go to work? You know? Who does all of the work that produces that wealth? How come they don't get it? Why is it that the ones who do the work got nothing and the ones who don't work got everything? Oh, it sounds right. You know, people ask me why I'm a communist, and I say it's very simple. Because I just think there ought to be some justice about things like that. I think that we have a right to the fruits of our labor and, you know, uh, I mean, that's, that's what they say in Angola. That's why they're so upset. That's why, you know, Carter and all of them are so desperate because they know that it's just a matter of time before the people of this country wake up and say, hey, wait a minute now. You know, that belongs to us. And instead of putting all of these billions of dollars into the Pentagon, you know, for weapons, we want some jobs. We want some free medical care. We want some free education, you know? Uh, we want free child care, universal, universal subsidized child care so that all women in this country, and especially black women who need to work, can go to work. They, you know, Carter talks about the welfare system. People get all upset that there are these women on welfare. Hey, if you look at the wages that black women get, there's no way in the world, even if she could find a job, which most black, you know, women can't, to... Uh, 
a whole lot of black women can't even put it that way, but even if a black woman on welfare could find a job, the wages are so low that she wouldn't even be able to pay childcare for her children, you know. By the time she pays childcare and deals with transportation to work and pays rent, she won't even have enough left for food. That's, that's the truth. That's the truth.